Welcome to the Social Impact Talks, a podcast where we aim to cultivate intimate conversations with entrepreneurs working at the intersection of the sustainable livelihoods and lifestyle sectors. Each episode is a no-filter conversation with entrepreneurs where we dig deep into the values they hold dear and how that molds and shapes the social impact they strive for through their organizations. In this episode, we are joined by the co-founders of Rubaya, a social enterprise that aims to revive and sustain the age-old art form of terracotta pottery by empowering the artisans and making them entrepreneurs. What's unique about this organization is that it's run by students from the Sriram College of Commerce in Delhi, India. We were joined by co-founders Raya, Garv and Ishika, who shared about how this enterprise came about, their goals to provide the artisans with a sustainable livelihood and increase their income, the importance of cultivating relationships and developing trust with the artisans, and their aim to make a mark on the dying art forms in India. On with the show. Hi, I'm Garb Mohara and I'm the co-founder of Rivayat. Hi, I'm Ishika Agarwal and I'm one of the co-founders of Rivayat. Hi, I'm Raya Dhawan and I'm also a co-founder of Rivayat and all of us are students of the Sri Ram College of Commerce, University of Delhi. So Rivayat is an initiative to revive the dying art forms of India and to empower the artisans who are slowly leaving this art form to pursue other uh, sources of livelihood so that uh, they can continue with their lives because demand for these products is slowly decreasing. So Gar, would you like to continue with why we started our project? Yeah, definitely. So two years back, all of us were going out of college. Like we were in a market and we saw a few artisans selling very fine quality terracotta products at very cheap rates and struck us a question in our minds that why are these artisans selling these products at such, such cheap rates when we can find find them online on double double uh, prices? So we had a word with the artisans, connected to them because connection, I believe, is very important to get to know their story. And after we got to know their story, that led us to Uttam Nagar, which is the largest potter's colony of India. And it is situation in the in in the center of Delhi. And after we went to Uttam Nagar, we saw that these artisans were living in really poor conditions and earning rupees 5,000 per month, which wasn't enough to sustain their families. And we decided to do something. And after getting in touch with national awardees there in Uttam Nagar, we came out with an idea and we had a mentor called Giriraji. And under his guidance, we started Rivayat. And yeah. That is just just about how we started. So I just wanted to add that, uh, like after so many efforts and our time being put in, Rewired is like one of our babies now. We are all three of our experience and we are like working towards it, growing it. And like we have a personal connect with it. It's not just an initiative that just we started as a project, but now it has become an integral part of our life. And we're also always looking for opportunities to expand and and increase the number of lives that we are impacting. And for that purpose, after we established our base in Uttam Nagar, which is actually very close to our college, and therefore the feasibility is a very important factor that we took into consideration. So after we established our base in Uttam Nagar, we also wanted to to increase the impact that we are creating. We expanded into three other places where we found artisan groups for terracotta. And now they are also working with us in this project. 
uh, after we saw that our business mod- model for divide is actually working for the terracotta artisans we thought that we shouldn't just keep ourselves limited to just terracotta pottery and that is why after extensive research uh, for about 3 or 4 months we uh, we wanted to expand into another art form uh, which is water hyacinth basketry and now we have 30 to 40 tribal women working under us to uh, take that initiative forward as well at revive we aim to make the artisans sustainable and we wish to exit the model after the artisans are sustainable and if we talk about the name of rivayat what does rivayat signify the meaning is that we have to revive the art forms the dying art forms of india rivayat means reviving and we plan to make the artisans sustainable by reviving their art forms so that they don't leave the particular art form which is dying in in the country and as raya mentioned that we are expanding into basketry now which is water hyacinth basketry and we have four areas under three states in the country which is delhi rajasthan and haryana and we are now expanding into uttarakhand for the water hyacinth basketry so like that what a vision is like to have as many art forms on board and to help the artisans that the core part to like make their living because we know that uh, like the artisans were almost on the verge of changing their livelihood like the means of their livelihood they were shifting from the art forms and were adopting various other means so, and for those artisans not just about the livelihood as well it's about the part of their culture so they connect to the, their roots their legacy so that when we go out and make their impact so it we know that we are out there and having a significant impact on their lives and we like we just know like we feel happy about that uh, we are making some like making a change in someone's life and uh, putting a smile on their faces all right so um, now i would like to talk about uh, what is meaningful to me and how i am achieving that or how i am putting all that energy into uh, taking revive to greater heights so something that is uh, very meaningful to me and actually uh, keeps me going every day is that uh, myself as a person i am able to pursue my passion be it in academics i am able to do what i really want to do be it uh, extra curricular wise uh, i love to dance so i am pursuing that and similarly i feel that uh, every person in the world uh, should be able to do what they actually love and at the end of the day they should have no regret that uh, if they really wanted to be a part of something but could not because of a lack of monetary resources is because a lack of motivation from uh, everyone around them and uh, how i am you know pushing towards that for the growth of our organization is because uh, a lot of our artisans had to leave what they actually wanted to do like some of them dropped out of school when they were just in grade 5 to pursue this art form and after doing that even even then if they are not able to succeed in it even when there is a lot of demand but they're not able to connect with that kind of demand uh, that actually creates a kind of gap which i want to reduce some of our artisans also wanted to be singers and are actually really good at it but uh, were not able to pursue that because uh, their fathers didn't allow them and then they found another way to push push their creativity in which is through terracotta pottery and now because of that it's just great that everyone is able to you know do what they want to do and just to reduce the gap of people who are not able to do that i think that is how divide is a great initiative Yeah, definitely definitely i totally agree to that and adding on to what is meaningful to me i believe that establishing a connect with people not only a connect that is just small talk connect but get, empathizing them getting to know their stories what we have seen is that people don't share their stories easily with other people or like strangers so 
empathizing the the person and establishing a connect so making a huge network and also establishing the connect with the user group is very very important for me and all of us because of that we get to know their story and what these artisans are thriving for and what they are looking at and what has been the circumstances in their life in the past and how can we help them in the future and from getting to know their story and by understanding their views their ideas and listening to them not just speaking but also listening to them what they feel about the project and how can we move forward with it and how can we help them this has improved revayat or like this has made us realize that we can shift and turn and change the model in such a way that it will affect the user group in the best possible manner and by this we have been able to raise the artisan incomes by 104% in the past uh, one year of our functioning so of course like adding on to gurk i know like i've seen the journey when we started talking to them and to the way we have come today one of our artisans invited us to his sister's wedding that's the kind of personal connect we have built so it feels like family anything goes wrong it's not just business related or anything we are just there and like they call us they have that trust that we are going like doing good for them like for example i'll tell you like when we were shifting online so they they usually don't believe in these methods right like social media and everything but when we told them that it would work so they were like yeah okay you are saying so of course like it would work that's the things that help us uh, that motivate us to go to uh, to help the wire grow and uh, believing on to the meaningful part uh, reducing the inequalities that exist in the societies it might sound a little bit cliche but yeah it is there like being able to give your little bit to the society it does matter a lot okay so now let's move on to what we perceive as successes for our organization Kar, would you like to begin? So, what we perceive as success for our organization or our legacy in the future would be to establish our mark in those art forms which are on the verge of dying and making the artisan sustainable. We don't aim that we will make a particular artisan sustainable this much time because we don't want to rush the process. We want to take every step possible to make the particular artisan sustainable and then move on to the next artisan. therefore in the end we will be confident that we have made x person sustainable and now we don't have to step into the model to help him or her and moving ahead what success is defined for rivayat is that we establish a mark in various art forms not just terracotta and water hyacinth basketry we are simultaneously researching about various other art forms in the country and we are basically collaborating with the artisan groups and clusters all over india so that we can help the artisans uh, one by one or group by group so adding to what garth said about moving from one group to the other it's more about the holistic development of an artisan and not just helping them in a professional aspect uh, we are aiming to do that because uh, when we started off with our project and in uttam nagar we got to know that a lot of these artisans were shifting to different sources of livelihoods because they obviously did not have a lot of demand and those who were still working in this aspect uh, they did not see any future in it and therefore were very demotivated in the beginning but through revayat we have helped them to develop a kind of confidence in them in themselves and in their art so that uh, they feel that what they are doing is actually meaningful and uh, most importantly i feel that indian culture forms the base of our country and if uh, we let that fade away uh, then it will affect our country very adversely because 
I believe that all of us are connected through one thing across the globe. All Indians are connected through one thing, and that is their culture. And therefore, I think that it needs to be very strong at all points of time. So success for us is also overcoming the failures, right? When we face some difficulty, that's also like even if we are just going about our operation smoothly, that is also a part of success. So I remember when pandemic hit. or uh, because all of our operations were offline visits were an integral part of our operations and then obdwan avenues were offline the offline stores and the exhibition so when pandemic hit all three of us were freaking out that how will it happen how will we do it online it was really like it was a thing that we have never foreseen and like we were not expecting us to pull it off but we did we like completely have our operations online right now we all are at our homes and connecting with the artisans online it was a difficult task to going to their homes to talk and then uh, having now zoom calls with them so that's one part and then we uh, launched our own website have online presence over across over 20 online listings have an amazon and flipkart account it all started when the pandemic hit we hadn't thought it in this way that it would go along this but to us uh, i believe the pandemic uh, is proof to be a boon and we have been able to grow out that difficulty that we were facing talking about why the pandemic was a boon to us because we completely revamped the model within the, within a month and then that led, uh, led us from to getting export orders from all over the world including uh, usa uk and uae and we were able to make a reach and establish a reach in the foreign as well as the domestic market which wasn't possible offline that is the whole reason the pandemic was a boon to, was a boon to us so if we come on to the particular stories about success and what we have done till now i would like to say that just recently just 5 days back we were successful to establish a collaboration with an organization called creative dignity a food ration to 70 artisan families and a medical aid to 250 artisan or tribal families that amounts to rupees 1 lakh and we we were we successfully provided them with it and we have the photograph photographs and the testimonials and the cons from there and the people are very elated and they're happy that they have got the extra ration that is oils the spices and milk etc which the, which the government is not providing them and also the covid health relief that is the medicines and that was a success step a small success step for us because we were able to connect with the people and provide them with something which is not monetary but something that will help them sustain their families or just a little step into helping them coming on to another success that i feel was really big for us was that after one year of our operations when we were just in terracotta pottery we saw that everything was working out quite well for us after modifying our business model a lot of times we saw that if we just work a little bit harder we will be able to make our artisan sustainable in not a long period of time and uh, that is when we thought that uh, you know not limiting ourselves just to one art form and impacting more lives and this has helped us in a way because uh, now all of us have decided that our vision for divayat is to uh, not limit ourselves to anything in the end when we have covered all the uh, art forms which are feasible for us to cover and which need our help we want to establish divayat as a nodal center wherein uh, artisan groups can themselves approach us or talk to us about their problems be it about listing 
placing their products online, helping them with marketing techniques or linking them to the market directly because uh, exploitation by middlemen is a major factor which plays a role in these artisans not being able to get the right price for their product. So if these artisans approach us directly when we are a nodal center, that would be a great thing for us because uh, that is what our end goal is for the organization. Uh, Just adding on to Raya, like that is the major vision. But also to aid that, we want an international presence that we have started doing that. We have some few orders and when we received our first order, we were so excited that it's an, like it was a small order, like, but it was very, uh, you know, happy feeling for us. So, but uh, looking uh, Rewired into future years, we want that Rewired becomes a global brand name. It is too far-fetched, but that's what we keep in our hearts and strive achieving. We won't call ourselves successful but we won't have failures coming in our ways or like hurdles coming in our uh, ways and we overcoming them so we have faced a few hurdles in the past and we keep on facing them every day a little hurdle or a big hurdle and we try to overcome it together as a team so talking about a a small hurdle which we were facing when we were starting the model like we can call it a struggle maybe it was when we just did the market analysis and the market research in Uttam Nagar and found out the condition of the potters. We made a model that we were training the artisans who were practicing raw pottery. So there are two types of pottery, raw and fine. Uh, raw pottery is a pottery which is made, uh, which is used for making diyas, etc., which are which is which are used on festivals. So we were training the artisans practicing raw pottery so that they can put their foot into fine pottery. But that was a big hurdle for us because these artisans were not ready to be trained uh, without any monetary benefits. They wanted some monetary benefit to be trained. So then we got in touch with Girirajji, who is a national awardee and also our mentor. He advised us and then we started started focusing on the artisans who are already practicing fine pottery but shifting towards raw pottery as they have, as they don't have a market reach or a market connect of that market. So we had to change our model completely in the start when we were just beginning. That was the hurdle that we overcame. Okay, so I just talk about what keeps us up at night. What is really motivating us to uh, like stay late at night or wake up early to go about it is that uh, we are accountable for someone's living, for someone's daily life. And we realize that that we are responsible for a major thing. If we uh, get an order and it's need to be fulfilled the day after tomorrow, we cannot just go, okay, fine, it's a small order. Let's let's just uh, let it go and we can have another order. But we realize that even a small order contributes to their living to help them uh, grow a little more to be, because that may not mean that much to us, but all three of us have come to this point that it is a really big deal for those artisans. That's the major point that all of us pull uh, all-nighters and like wake up early in the morning to work towards revise. Right. Adding to what Ishika just said, just having that responsibility on our shoulders that we are accountable for uh, so many lives and uh, not just the artisans that uh, work with us, their entire families, because their livelihood kind of depends on us at the moment. So just having that kind of responsibility uh, motivates us to work harder each day. Talking about another hurdle that we face on a daily basis, which has reduced over the time is that 
the handicraft products most of them are brittle or fragile and as we transport them throughout the country and over the world we cannot afford the breakage of these products the priority is that we make a sustainable packaging without using bubble wrap or the cardboard which is non non biodegradable so we are also working on making the packaging sustainable but we also have to keep in mind that these products are brittle and fragile and if we get a complaint about the products being delivered broken or half of the lot that was a bulk order is completely broken and the artisan had worked for 2 months to make that order it is a major hurdle or a setback for us but we as a team oh, including the artisans we deal with it and we sort it out completely and we establish such a relation with the customer that the feedback and the overall response is good even after the order is uh, broken in some way or we we just try to fulfill it and we've improved our packaging throughout and we are working and we are still working on that wow what an incredible and exciting journey you've already had at revayat what would you do if the sky's the limit and you had no obstacles uh, so as i had mentioned before we want revayat to be a global brand name so when someone in usa hears that revayat he or she knows what it is what it brings from india what it represents that's what's the highest goal of us that everyone should know like yeah of course again it's far fetched but that's what uh, we want if there are no limitations having every artisan helping as much artisans as we want and there are many art forms that need reviving in india many people who are struggling still we can do a much more so that we have constraints uh, like human resources monetary resources but if those are not there we would uh, like expand as much as possible having so many art forms on board and making again making it a global branding and another thing would be if sky is the limit so i feel that getting revayat to the best startup magazine in india uh, getting it featured there or maybe even beyond india uh, getting recognition that would be a great success for us and as all of us are students right now uh, all 19 years old we believe that if we can make a little change right now and we are also motivating a lot of people as we go ahead we have seen that people are also helping artisans or like other organizations have also started working on the same model as we are so that is a huge success step for us that we are also motivating people as we are going ahead yeah like completely what the said like we receive calls randomly that can you please just explain how your model works you want to replicate it almost every week we get a call like how do you go about it we are starting maybe it's a different art form maybe it's a, like working on a, a different line but they just want to know how we are going about it so that, that's also like making impact that okay like if we are doing this and if we are not able to do everything there we are motivating others so that they are also knowing that they can also make an impact So what advice might you have for other entrepreneurs in the social impact space? So an advice that I have that no idea is bad and I have been told by my seniors that if when I used to say that I have a silly idea they said no idea is silly and now I I have realized that no idea is silly or bad it is just the way of thinking if you if you have an idea you just think of alternatives to implement it and then select the best alternative that you have you make a you jot down a list of 10 th- 
things that you can do to implement that idea which you've got and then you focus on the best alternative or the best option that you have on the list and then go ahead with it and you will see that in the long run or in the short run you will be proud of that you you carried on with the idea and didn't just let it go so uh, we are a social entrepreneurship organization and uh, being in this field uh, uh, there are two aspects to it one is the social aspect and one is the entrepreneurship aspect now it is the choice of every single organization which part they want to be more inclined towards but a personal advice i would give is that uh, being inclined to the social aspect uh, will uh, create a much better impact and will create much more difference in the lives of people because like the amount of revenue generated by devire 60 to 70% of it goes to the artisans because it is their hard work we are just you know facilitating them and connecting them to the market and even if our profit margins are really less uh, that is not what keeps us motivated what keeps us motivated is that we are impacting the lives of these people and they, their quality of life is increasing uh, due to revire so that's it that uh, focus more on the social side if you are in this industry and uh, that will take you to uh, great heights i would add one thing keep making mistakes do that it is an important thing and of, like at that time you will feel that oh it's going in the wrong direction and everything but after some time when we look back at it those the time when we were tense you we are always on the verge of crying are the times that today we look back and laugh and like it's the complete opposite like uh, how it happens so just keep making mistakes and be a little silly not take things too seriously and just go with the flow one more uh, advice that i have and that i have learned going forward is that there are always various ways to do something for example if you want to deliver products from your warehouse to the customers place you may you may give orders to fedex etc etc but you may not think of collaborating with an agency so what i feel is that collaborations with various organizations various people designers uh, as we have collaborated with designers and they are always ready to help us and they understand what we working for as we are helping people establishing collaborations is a better alternative and is a better strategy and process that we always move forward with because our collaborations help us expand the organization and they are a major part of what we are today so that is just an advice that uh, you should focus on establishing uh, collaborations and just talking to people telling them about your project and what you do and if they can help you in some or the other way or collaborate with you being the co-founders of revive and still being in college uh, we hope to pass on this model to our junior members and so as they as more of our juniors keep coming in uh, they will keep taking the legacy of revive forward until we are able to cover all the possible aspects that we can many thanks for listening to this episode of the social impact pause we hope you enjoyed it we'd love to hear your feedback and feel free to rate and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts If you haven't already, do check out our accompanying animation created especially for this episode. The Social Impact Pulse is a project of the Artisan Gateway and soon to be launched, Their Stories Be Told. 